What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. This week's episode of the Sunday Recovery Podcast is sponsored by Jones Land Management, a landscaping business based out of Cambridge, Maryland, and serving all of the eastern shore of Maryland as well as Delaware. Jones Land Management provides mulching installation, planting, tree trimming, leaf removal, and grass cutting. And they're now also providing their new services of driveway asphalt maintenance, crack sealing and seal coating, pothole repair, parking lot stripping, and wheel stop installation. Owned and operated by John Jones. For more information, please call 410-967-5634. Once again, that's 410-967-5634. And you can also email ospreylandmanagement at gmail.com. More information can also be found on Facebook and Instagram at Jones Land Management. So once again, I just want to say thanks to everyone who tuned in this week. Um, This week's episode on the Sunday Recovery Podcast is going to be about developing a belief in a power greater than yourself, or aka developing a belief in a higher power. And joining me this week, I'm super excited about it. I got a great friend of mine, Matt J. So happy we can make this happen, dude. You want to introduce yourself? What's going on, Barnes? My name is Matt J, and I can't wait. I've been listening to the podcast, and I, I'm excited to be a part of it. Awesome, dude. Hell yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on, dude. It's been a long time coming. I know I've been asking you for a couple of weeks now, and you know we had a rain check last week, but glad we made it happen, dude. We so, yeah. are going to make it happen. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah, so kind of jumping right into it, man, you know, all about developing this belief in a higher power, we're really just a power greater than ourselves, you know, and, you know, for me, the moment I think about that, you know, just that topic in general, dude, I think about how much that has helped me in my recovery. Um, And then in turn, of course, how much it's helped me throughout my life and, you know, developing the belief that I have now, you know, first off, it's always changing. You know, certain things happen in my life. I hear certain experiences from other people. You know, I hear other people and how they've developed their beliefs um, and it influences me. You know, it allows me to kind of question like, oh, am I really 
you know, trying to just, you know, find something that can allow me to make excuses. Um, you know, something that, and man, I used to get pissed off when I heard people say this, but, uh, you know, I used to get pissed off when people said everything happens for a reason. Um, and like, you know, like, bro, like people say that shit all the time. And it used to infuriate me because, you know, I would be talking to a friend that would be reaching out for help. And, you know, I'm trying to give them advice or suggestions and they're doing all this fucked up shit. But the whole time they're like, but yeah, man, I know everything happens for a reason and it's all going to work out because of my higher power. And it used to infuriate me because, you know, I used to interpret that as, okay, so basically you're trying to make an excuse. You can do whatever you want, fuck up as much as you want, but everything happens for a reason and it'll all work out. And, and I used to think that way now, you know, I realized that the whole time and it was a problem within myself. You know, I used to hear people say that and it would make me mad because of the fact that, you know, I struggle with accepting things a lot of times. And so when I hear someone talk about how accepting they are, even if it's a situation that they're solely responsible for, and they're trying to sit here and say everything happens for a reason, you know what, dude, like, who am I to say, you know, who am I to sit here and judge them or say that now that's bullshit, that shit didn't have to happen that way. Maybe the reason it happened was to teach them a lesson to not repeat the same mistake again. And so now that's, that's kind of how I internalize, you know, that saying, but yeah, man, it's, it's definitely been a journey um, and still a process to build that, you know, development and that understanding for me, I would say the main thing that it brings as far as benefit goes is it allows me to let go of outcomes of situations. And it allows me to release control of other people, places, things, and situations that I struggle with letting go of that control. Um, But for me to have this understanding of a higher power and know and believe that, you know, as long as I take care of my business and I do everything I can, I believe in a power greater than myself to guide me to the outcomes. Um, But yeah, man, I I guess I really just want to start out by asking you like, you know, your thoughts on it and how it relates to recovery um, and and the benefits. I think the benefits in recovery is a great way to get started. You, you touched on a lot in there. um, And I think uh, what I'm going to start with is uh, what I believed to be a higher power um, in my younger days is not what I believe to be my higher power now. So what I mean by that is, and this is by no means a, a knock, it is literally just my own personal uh, development of how this has helped me in my recovery journey, but <clears throat> I was raised in an organized uh, religion and the higher power of that organized religion was very strict, very uh, one-dimensional. And when I came into this process of recovery, that's the higher power I came in with. And it was not something that I related to or um, believed in or or, or that I found to be helpful in my life up to that point. Now, like you said, through a process of uh, 
talking to people, hearing about their uh, experiences, it sort of eventually clicked first. The first thing that clicked was that higher power that I came in to recovery with did not have to be my higher power. That was the first thing that clicked. And that was a moment of being able to understand, oh, this is personal. This is a personal journey that I'm on and I can lay the groundwork for what my higher power is going to be to me and what it's going to mean to me. Uh, so I think that was like the first thing that, uh, that really clicked in terms of building a relationship and a belief in a higher power for me and my recovery. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to that. Um, you know, for me, I feel so, I guess I'll get into, you know, kind of how I started my journey of, you know, developing an understanding of a higher power. It really started when I was growing up. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, similar, similar stories, similar situation, you know, like my mom's religious, um, you know, wanted me to, you know, be baptized. Um, and so I was baptized, um, the Episcopalian Christian, um, and, you know, I would go to church. I, I, as like, as, as far as my memory goes, I would go to church almost every Sunday as a kid, um, probably until I was about 13 years old. Um, like I said, I was baptized and, you know, I did the whole Sunday school thing. And, you know, of course I loved coffee hour. Um, my church growing up had some banging snacks, dude. They, it was like a whole production. You know, I would be sitting there in church, like whole time. I'm just thinking about the brownies and cookies and pastries and coffee. And that was another thing for, for whatever reason, I always remember this, right. When I was a little kid, for whatever reason, I could get away with drinking coffee at church. But I couldn't, you know, my mom wouldn't want me to have caffeine when I was a little kid growing up. So, you know, I would be like, you know, just after church, my mom's over there talking to some people. I go right up to the coffee bar. Yes, please. Black coffee, please. And I was like, you know, six, seven, eight years old, whatever, young and then getting all wired up on like three or four cups of coffee. So I think that in and of itself, you know, speaks to my addiction and my addictive tendencies, even as a young kid, just the fact that, you know, I liked having those, you know, pushing that. And, you know, I, the whole time I wasn't really paying attention, I guess is, is a good word. Um, and so I was 13 and, or right around that age, I think it was 13 or 14. And uh, dude, now, now I can't even remember the, oh, confirmation. Have you, do you know about confirmation? I do. Yes. So, so I was at the age and I remember my mom and the pastor, like explaining it to me, explaining this whole thing about confirmation. I had to get, you know, an older member of the church to like talk me through the process. And my understanding of it was like, you know, basically a second baptism. Um, And, you know, it was the first time that I had ever been in a church related setting. And I was getting asked these questions by this older member of the church about, you know, what my beliefs were and stuff, you know, because that was the whole thing. I was, you know, reconfirming my beliefs in, you know, that God in that setting. Um, And I, dude, I have this distinct uh, memory of like, you know, I was a rebellious little kid. Um, Well, I guess, you know, I was a young teen at the time. So I was 
trying to be rebellious. Um, and I remember, you know, asking this dude questions that were like just paradoxes and like super contradictory or stuff, you know, the whole thing of like, oh, well, if, you know, if this God that you're trying to convince me to worship is, you know, all loving, all powerful and all knowing, then, you know, how does he allow little kids to have cancer? You know, it's just questions like that where, you know, the answer is totally up for interpretation. Like there isn't an answer for that question. Like there's no answer for why suffering exists in the world. You could talk to a thousand people about it, get a thousand different answers. Some people are definitely in agreement on it for sure. And, you know, I think that's a benefit from organized religion. There are definitely many benefits from organized religion. But I just remember, you know, being the little rebellious kid I was thinking to myself, okay, yeah, this is bullshit. I got this dude telling me one thing. Then I would talk to the priest about it and he would give me answers. You know, I would ask him these paradoxical questions, a, a good one for me. Um, and really through, throughout my active addiction too, I was, I was definitely an atheist and I was argumentative, right? Like if someone, you know, believed in the Christian God, you know, I'd be like, oh, all right, I bet. Well, I'm about to destroy your whole belief system because it doesn't make logical sense. And so I, I would ask these questions to the priest, man. I would be like, so, you know, God is all powerful, right? So could he make a boulder that he can't lift? And it's a paradox because if he's all powerful, yes, he could make a boulder that he can't lift. But if he can't lift that boulder, then he's not all powerful. You know what I mean? You get, you get it. Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I swear when I was, when I was a 13 year old saying that, saying that shit to, to the pastor, I was like, just like that. I was like, gotcha, bitch. What you going to say yeah. now? I am so clever. Yeah. I thought I was, I, I thought I was the smartest dude ever to walk the, the planet earth. Like, oh, I just shattered the Christian religion in, in one question. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know what the pastor said to me, he said, so, um, he was like, so BK, I want to explain it to you in this way. Cause this is how it's been explained to me. And I feel like it's a good way to, you know, believe in that. And he said that God exists outside of our logic because he created our logic. He created logic. So I can sit here and hit this dude with as many logical fallacies as I want. But the answer is, you know, God does things to test our faith. You know, he, he had an answer for everything, but I thought it was bullshit. And at that point in my life, I kind of decided like, yeah, I'm not going to go through this confirmation process. I can spend my time Sundays playing soccer with my dad who's also an atheist. I could spend my Sunday mornings doing all these other things rather than going to church that I find unbelievable. Um, and, you know, I, I wasn't at the time, I wasn't like bitter about it. You know, I wasn't like really trying to like get into an argument with the priest. I was just trying to make sure he understood where I was coming from and like why I didn't want to be confirmed. Um, and, you know, I kind of, you know, that was that was kind of a moment I stopped going to church. I would still go to church for like Easter, Christmas, um, you know, like go with my mom occasionally just because I knew that, you know, she she enjoyed it when me and my little brothers would go with her to church. So I would do that to make her happy. Um, and yeah. And then I, I went through all sorts of phases, man, like th throughout my active addiction, dude. I like saying I like saying this sometimes um, when talking about, you know, my beliefs in a higher power and. I honestly think addiction has shaped that because so I used to think that uh, especially like psychedelic drugs is what I'm about to get into. I tell the story like, man, I tripped acid one time and I thought I saw God, but then I tripped DMT and I saw God's God. 
So I kept, basically, I kept like trying to discover like, you know, all these different levels of quote unquote enlightenment or, you know, whatever higher powers out there. I would justify my psychedelic drug use as, oh, I'm just trying to, you know, come up with a little answers to my questions. Um, but yeah, man, this time around getting into recovery for me, it was, you know, honestly, it was, I was around enough people in recovery. I was spending enough time with people clean and sober and honestly working on themselves. And since I've gotten clean and sober, I've noticed that I've been spending a lot of time around people working on themselves in general. You know what I mean? Like not just people that are clean and sober, but you know, people that still have the occasional drink, um, but they're honestly working on themselves. And I feel like I'm like starting to like get a gravitational pull towards those people because I recognize that. And I found that after spending enough time around people in recovery, working on themselves, willing to take suggestions, living in honest, open-mindedness, you know, living a life by spiritual principles, I realized that a lot of them believed in a power greater than themselves to guide them through this process. And I realized that a lot of them prayed to that higher power. And I realized that it was all a personal spiritual thing. They didn't all have to have the same God or the same set or system of beliefs. But I saw a recurring theme that I was meeting people who had their shit together and, and had lives that were purposeful and meaningful. And, you know, they lived a life that I wanted. And that's something I've been told ever since I got into recovery is find people that have what you want and stick with them. You know, the saying like stick with the winners. And for me, I kind of, you know, gradually over time started realizing, you know, if all these people I'm meeting are living meaningful, purposeful lives and they attribute some of their success and if they attribute their progress and their self-development, if they attribute it to a guiding higher power of their own personal understanding, why can't I do that? You know, why can't I benefit from working on developing my own understanding? And that's how I got on that path of turning away from the atheistic point of view to a point of view where, you know, now I have a developed uh, understanding of a power greater than myself that I pray to. And I ask for guidance and wisdom, peace and serenity. Um, and dude, it's been life-changing, so life-changing. Okay. So, uh, I have, I had this thought while you were, um, telling your journey of developing a relationship with a higher power about when you said, uh, that you play soccer with your old man rather than going to church. And, uh, I, I went to church every Sunday too. And my mom, um, took me and my sister and my dad <laughs> used to, his reasoning was that he'd been to enough enough church for a lifetime, so he didn't feel the need to go. <laughs> I have this really, really vivid, distinct memory of being a child, and it was a cold, blustery, like terrible day outside. And I was in my suit because I always had to wear a suit, and I was uncomfortable and. I I was no, I knew I had to wear a suit every Sunday. Oh, you better believe it. And (laughs) I would, uh, and then I I knew I'd be like feeling the cold leather of the seat and the cold like benches, uh, like the cold pews of the church. 
And I remember looking over at the couch and my, my dad was there in his pajamas and he had a blanket completely draped over himself except for his <laughs> head. He was completely in the blanket and he looked extremely cozy. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember looking at him and he waved. <laughs> <laughs> And then we walked like, out. See ya. Have fun, buddy. <laughs> it was. It was just like. It was the perfect. Just like I am an adult, and I can like make my own decisions. And you have to go to church, and that's that. It was really funny. Um, and it just came in. It just came back into my head when I heard you saying like, "I want no. I want to go and play soccer with my dad." Um, okay, so let me see where I want to where I want to take how I'm going to explain this because my. My experience is very similar to, to everything you just said, right? So raised in the, in the uh, organized religion, I got to the confirmation part where you are now an adult in the eyes of God. Um, and I, I was confirmed. Um, and then I stopped going to church. And I kind of went a bit of an atheist route, right? Because if you're if you are forced into something, right. And that could be, you know, any kind of topic, not just religion. Um, and you're not agreeing with it. There can be some resentments that, that build up there. Mm. And I think that's what kind of leads into, you know, Oh, I've been exposed to this organized religious um, God that I don't agree with. So obviously um, my, resolution to that is the, the opposite no god um so then the, yeah there was a period of time where i considered myself atheist and i don't know if i argued with people um about it but i certainly didn't shy away from saying that that was my belief right my belief is that i'm an atheist and there is there is no god and i don't even that see this is kind of interesting this is where it differs a little bit. Before I got into recovery, that belief did change. And I no longer considered myself an atheist. And the reason that I had come up with is that I felt, for me, it seemed a bit all-knowing of myself, right? Like, I'm, I'm the all-knowing person because, you know, the reality is, in terms of a logic, you can't really prove or disprove the existence of, uh, of a higher power. And so that was, that's like, uh, you know, a realization that I came to and I was just like, it's too quote unquote arrogant for me to say for sure either way. So then I was basically agnostic. So that's like uh I don't know. Yeah. I can't know. Um, and then I was that all the way into recovery. And then when I got into recovery and I heard people talking about God, it kind of made my stomach flip a little bit because the God that I came in with was my, my only understanding of God was this, you know, this organized religious God that I didn't want anything to do with. And then like yourself, 
I picked up pieces from, you know, what other people were sharing, what other people were telling me. Um, I developed uh, a relationship. I became more accepting, became more accepting of the idea that a higher power could bring something good into my life. But then there is a moment, at least for me, that rocketed my um, belief system, my belief and my relationship with the higher power. And it wasn't, and I did do this stuff. It wasn't through just practicing prayer. It wasn't just through practicing having a conversation with a higher power. Uh, you know, it wasn't just um, talking to other people about their beliefs and my beliefs. It happened to me because I experienced um, some traumatizing events in the course of my recovery, mm. which, you know, tends to happen. That's life. Uh, and it was in that moment of um, dealing with the variety of emotions that I was experiencing, the intensity of the emotions that I was experiencing, that uh, talking to people, talking to confidants, talking to family, um, you know, to try to, to try to get through it. Uh, eventually there comes a point and I'll, I'll just say it like this at 2 AM when no one else is awake because they've got to work and you are still struggling with your trauma. That's when my, uh, belief and relationship with a higher power rocketed mm -hmm. because that's when I was like, I need, I need to, I need some serenity and peace to be able to go to sleep. I need to be able to lay my head down tonight. And that's when I really got super honest, super accepting of um, what my higher power could do for me. And I, it's so bizarre to say this, right? Because whoever thinks to say the words, I'm grateful for experiencing trauma. And I don't think those are the right words. I think the right words are, I'm grateful that I was able to get through the trauma. And the way that I got through it was with a higher power. Yeah, dude, that's, that's so powerful. Um, honestly, that's, that's super powerful. Um, you know, I can't, I can't agree or relate to that anymore. It's like, I've 100% had those moments where, you know, it's the middle of the night, I tried to call people, you know, hoping that someone would get woken up by their phone ringing. And it just doesn't happen. And it's like you said, man, 2am. And it's just me. And I have all this, you know, all those internal feelings going on. I too have dealt with trauma and loss throughout, you know, my recovery journey and life shows up, man. And there's moments in my life where it's just me by myself and coming to a belief and developing an understanding that even in those moments, I'm only alone if I allow myself to be alone coming to that understanding, it has been such a, like you said, man, like a rocket. It is totally like got the ball rolling, got the momentum going for me to realize and understand, like, you know, I'm only alone if I want to be alone. If I can believe and understand 
that there is something guiding me that I can tap into for peace, for serenity, if I need that when I'm at my lowest and no one's around and when I'm all alone and I'm struggling with, you know, making a decision. Do I do this? Do I not do this? No one's here to talk me out of it. Left to my own devices, I'll make the wrong choice based on my uh, score sheet, based on my record, based on my past. But today when I'm in those moments and I can take a step back and think to myself and then think to my higher power, pray to my higher power, please guide me, please help me, please show me the way so that I don't repeat the same mistakes that I've made my entire life. Um, it's so powerful, man. And I'm, I'm so glad you, you brought that up. Um, it's life-changing dude. And those, you know, those benefits, they carry on, um, they carry on way past that moment. You know, they go on throughout, throughout your life, um, throughout my life. I've seen it, I've experienced it. Um, and yeah, man, there were, so there were a couple things that brought a lot of stuff to mind, um, throughout that one of them being the, the whole piece about, you know, how you had the agnostic, um, timeframe. I too had that as well. <laughs> I, so I guess, I guess for me a little bit, I kind of swap back and forth between being an atheist and being agnostic. And for me, I had this long phase where I believe that all the gods and all the religions and everyone's higher power was the same thing. They were just interpreting it in different ways. And that's how I was for a very long time. And, and today, honestly, I still think of that. It, it helps me when I struggle with accepting someone else's beliefs. And sometimes today I catch myself getting into an argument with someone and then they reveal that their argument is based on their religion. And in my past, that would be an instant red flag for me. It would be like, okay, like now you're arguing me about something you believe based on your religion. And it used to piss me off and infuriate me. Whereas today, because of my ability to develop an understanding of my own higher power, I do to honestly believe it's allowed me to become fully accepting of other religions and other people's beliefs, because, you know, everyone is entitled to their own beliefs. Everyone's entitled to, if they want to, they can make an argument based on what their upbringing and their religion and their beliefs teaches them. And I don't have to get mad at that. And I don't have to react to that from a place of almost a place of jealousy, right? Because if, I, if I'm being really honest about it, I think, and I would never in a million years would I've admitted this before, but, you know, now that I've, you know, been really in this process of recovery, I can honestly say that in my past, when I would get so mad at someone for arguing based on their religious beliefs, I think I would be jealous because I didn't have my own beliefs. And I would be jealous that someone could be so confident and so sure of their guiding higher power. And I would be jealous because I didn't have anything like that in my life to guide me. And so I felt less than and, you know, wishing that I could be that confident. And so in turn, you know, I would deflect, I would say, oh, well, that's ridiculous. You're arguing on a ridiculous <laughs> religion. Your beliefs are ridiculous when that's just simply not the case. And, and I like the point you brought up about the arrogance, man, I was so arrogant throughout my life. And 
I was so arrogant when I would say stuff and think stuff and act based on thinking like, yeah, there's no, there's no higher power out there. It's me, baby. I'm, I'm running this shit. Um, and dude, when, when we're on this topic and getting into it, I think it's so interesting for me to, you know, reflect on the phases of, of what I went through, because to me, man, all, all these different phases of beliefs, man, for me, it's what I had to go through to develop the understanding of a higher power I have today. And I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to go through these phases, learn and become more accepting and become more open. And for me, a big phase. And when I say this to people, some people laugh and some people are always like, oh, dude, that's that's awesome. That's a really good way to think about it. For me, I had a phase probably for like a year, a year and a half, maybe where my higher power was future me. That's what I used to say to people. I used to say my higher power is me in the future, because how many times do I get caught up in my own head and my own thoughts thinking of, damn, if I had just done this differently or damn, if I hadn't done that or if I hadn't gone down that path two, three, four, five years ago, how different would my life be today if I hadn't continued to make the decisions I made? Um, And so for (laughs) dude, honestly, for like probably like one to two years, I tried to live my life in a way that would make future me think back and say, oh, thank, you know, thank God I did that. Or, you know, I'm so grateful that I did that two years ago. That's how I would try to live. Um, But that led me dead. That was a slippery slope. And I'll tell you that because then I would justify everything by, oh yeah, future me is going to want me to do this. So I'm going to do this right now. And it was, you know, it was just yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's you, <laughs> you're going to back you up. Every time, exactly. Right? Exactly. Dude. <laughs> it was, it was, and, and I would try to control other people's other situations um, and, and I think for me, that's, that's where I get a, a big amount of, uh, serenity from my higher power today is, uh, being able to like, like we touched on earlier, man, just being able to, you know, let go and accept things for what they are. You know, I did what I can do, you know, now I can let it go. Um, and man, prayer and just internal dialogue, it helps me out so much with that, um, and then, and then the last thing I wanted to say about as, as far as like phases go, I remember I went on like I, I had so I had like this um, back 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 to the psychedelics again. I had this moment after a very lengthy trip on acid and mushrooms where I came out of this trip thinking like, oh, my gosh, I've discovered the answer to the universe, the answer to, you know, religion and all it is. And and basically what I was thinking and telling myself was throughout the entire history of human beings, they have always had higher powers. You know, if you go all the way back to the Egyptians, the Romans, the Greeks, even back further to the Mesopotamians, um, Native Americans, every culture that has ever existed has had higher power gods, right? Quote unquote gods or higher beings. And so I was thinking like, there's a fundamental benefit that we as a species gain from being able to tap into believing that things are going to work out. As long as we do everything we can, we can let go of outside factors. You know, there's things that the simple answer is there's things that I'm never going to be able to control. And if I tried to spend my life controlling those things 
or figuring out a way to control those things, I'm going to drive myself insane. And that's what I was doing for the majority of my life, trying to figure out ways that I could not feel a certain way, not, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this situation. Let me step out of myself, whether it be a drink, a drug, acting out other people, relationships, taking advantage of someone. I was trying to not have to deal with things that I couldn't control within myself rather than just accept them and grow and try to progress. And so basically I came to this conclusion that, you know, there is a benefit for us as a species to have a sense of a higher power. And um, bro, at the time, you know, at the time I was like, oh, I just discovered that because, you know, this crazy psychedelic trip, I was like, and I, I kind of went on this like little spree, if you will, of, you know, people that I would talk to, you know, I would try to, I was very curious to hear, you know, who that I was hanging out with was also into psychedelics. And if they weren't, I would try to be like, why not? Because it'll open your third eye and you'll view the world differently and you'll discover X, Y, and Z. When in reality, bro, the, the simple question is like, the, the conclusion I came to in that trip, it's, uh, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's literally like, no shit. I didn't have to do all the stuff I did throughout my active addiction to be able to get to a place where I can sit with myself and understand and accept certain things and come to a realization that I can benefit from having a higher power. Um, and, and really, man, I think about it like a lot of times I think about you know, stuff such as an existential crisis or, you know, the big questions like, what's the meaning of life? Like, what's our purpose? Like, you know, eventually the sun's going to explode and the earth will be destroyed and we're all going to die. So like, is anything really worth it? Does anything really have meaning or value? Um, and for me, man, tapping into a higher power and, and being able to develop an understanding that, there is something out there guiding us and trying to allow us to live purposeful, meaningful lives and discover that within ourselves. It allows me to sort of conquer like my fears that I have of is anything really worth it? Definitely went on a tangent there, dude. <laughs> oh, that was great, man. No, for real. I really loved the whole like Romans and like I was like, oh, yes, Professor Barnes, like lay it on me. Hey man, um, one of my favorite uh, courses I ever took in college, it was a philosophy course. And uh, um, yeah, and so it was an awesome course um, because basically we just, you know, all we would do for like 90 minutes every time we had that course three days a week was just sit there and talk about, you know, stuff like religion and different philosophical theories. And is there meaning to anything? Does anything have purpose? Is purpose a real thing that exists? Um, but in all reality, I think I really loved that class because the professor was wild, dude. He was, he was covered. So he was super buff, strong, crazy looking dude from the neck all the way down to his hands, fully covered in tattoos. I'd never seen a college professor like this fool ever in my life, dude. He had hold fast tatted on his knuckles and it was oh, like, so, and on top of this, right. This fool was a retired army ranger and a retired MMA UFC fighter. And wow, now here he is a philosophy professor. And it was, uh, I don't hilarious. know, dude, it was, it was crazy. So I don't know. I think that sounds like a great course. I want to take that course. Dude, it was uh, awesome. Shout out professor Enos. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I feel like, I I feel like there were like three things in there that I wanted to touch on. Hopefully I'm going to be able to remember them all while I'm uh, giving a a response. Um, I think the first thing I want to touch on is uh, a period of when I talked about how my strength, how the strength of my relationship with a higher power, like took off when I was in trauma, when I was in trauma, and this is very important, uh, at least for me in my recovery to also be able to reflect back at when I was experiencing trauma, when I was in active addiction, I did reach out to a higher power. And what did I say? Why me? Why God mm-hmm. is this happening to me? Uh, and I think the, the important thing that, that recovery led me to is no longer asking why. That's not my business to understand. Um, my business is how. How do I get through this? Guide me in what I should do. Like what is going to be, you know, the best action that I can take that does not cause further harm and uh, what action can I take to process whatever's happening to get through it so I think that was like a really really important thing for me to be able to switch that that why is it happening to me to well how do I uh, accept it right so um, another thing that I was thinking about was uh, prayer, right? And how, you know, th- those 2 a.m. traumatic moments um, where I'm having a conversation with my higher power, uh, that has expanded um, exponentially to a point where when I wake up in the morning, my day don't feel right unless I have a conversation with my higher power because it centers me, gets me ready for the day, you know? And uh, I think that that's all a part of that acceptance of, oh, this is actually something that's going to, you know, get me to a point where things are going to be okay, right? Where I'll, where I'll, where I'll know that things are going to be okay due to this relationship with the higher power. Okay. I remember another thing that you said. It was the, how this journey has made you more accepting of other people's beliefs. Um, The journey has 100% done the same for me to a point where if your beliefs, whether it be organized religion or um, spirituality, uh, you know, anything, or, or even for that matter, um, because it's not my place to say, if you're atheist, as long as your beliefs are not causing harm, who am I to even have any kind of say in, um, pushing whatever my higher power is onto that, 
Oh, okay. The last thing that I remember. Okay, this is was the third thing. I can't believe I remembered all three. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, the last the last thing is, um, you mentioned how when your higher power was your future you. You only said it for a second, but you said that you you, you were trying to control too many situations. I've heard right from talking to people. Uh, and it's something that, that really has hit me hard, right? Is trying to be God Jr. <laughs> you're trying to be God Jr. And you're trying to, and I, I won't even lie, man, because, because you know, recovery is, um, it's about becoming more human, right? In active addiction, all the thing, I guess it's about becoming a better human, at least for me. And uh, the way that um, I can I can reconcile that is uh, are my um, how do I want to say this thought when I attempt to control a situation that is uncontrollable I. Uh, end up with results that I don't like. Mm. And if I don't like them, um, chances are uh, nobody likes them, right? So by developing a relationship with a higher power, realizing that you cannot control situations that are inherently out of your control, it allows for a much better situation for everyone um and it and it allows for a a a peace of mind in knowing um it's it's gonna get taken care of right it's gonna play out the way that it's supposed to play out but look i think i think the the once i realized that a situation is out of my control and I need to, and I need to, to give that over to um, a belief that it's going to work out the way that it's supposed to work out. The situations that I have encountered, the product of those situations has been so much more positive. It's been so much more positive because your wants, my wants, that's how I should say it. My wants are short-sighted. My wants are uh, selfish. And by letting those go, especially in situations that you can't control, and this, this is like other people, right? Because you can't control other people. All you can control is you. And if you try to get into a situation where you're controlling other people and you're playing God Jr., you're going to upset them um, they're going to revolt against you and you're going to end up with a huge mess that uh, then you're going to have to clean up. And when you clean up that mess, that comes with some emotions that are not very pleasant to experience, like guilt and remorse and um, regret and anger and sadness are looped up in there too, because you've hurt someone else, right? They're, they're, reaction to you trying to control them um is 
is going to be anger or sadness. Uh, so by um, recognizing that, right, and that comes in the in the relationship with the higher power by recognizing, oh, I can't control this person or this situation. Um, the results of that are going to be much, much more positive for the other person because they're not going to be revolting against you. And it's going to be better for you because you're not going to have the negative consequences, including your emotional turmoil um, from trying to get your way and then not getting it. Yeah, dude, that's it's it's such a huge thing to be able to like like you were saying, be able to reflect on stuff like this and, you know, not only be able to reflect but in moments and in conversations just like this, being able to kind of be aware. Um, for me, a big process or a big part of my recovery journey is developing more self-awareness, developing a deeper level of understanding of areas of my life that I might not be totally honest about, that I might still be brushing aside and being able to gain meaning and purpose in bettering those areas of my life. Personally, I feel that if I have stuff that I need to work on, and if I'm able to be aware of that and want to work on those things and take a process of action for self-improvement, that gives me so much meaning and purpose. And it allows me to you know, feel satisfied with myself when I take a step back and notice in the moment okay, this is something I said I was going to work on. Let me actually work on it here. Um, and I totally feel that, just like you said, man, that process of reflection, it, it really allows me to, you know, develop that understanding of how um, my belief in my higher powers is influencing me today. Um, and yeah, dude, so the, the last thing I really want to touch on is... Um, one thing that is that has really helped me in developing a belief in a higher power today is being able to look back at my life and kind of see how certain situations I was in. For one reason or another, I was able to get through those. And, you know, I maybe I did that shit all on my own, but the evidence shows that there was something guiding me and there was a reason why I've been given a second chance um, because that's that's honestly how I feel about a lot of things in my life that I've gone through situations I've been in I feel like I've been given a second chance to improve upon myself as I as I believe that to be um, because even that is you know it's relative and I feel that everyone has to, or maybe not has to, you know, do what you want. But I feel that for me, I have to come up with my own understanding of what it means for me to get better. Um, Cause that at the end of the day, that helps me take leaps and bounds in having a more productive, satisfying, meaningful life. And going on the same point of, you know, situations in my past that I can look back at and see, you know, how the hell did I get through that? I don't know. It allows me to develop a belief that there has always been something guiding me, whether or not I was praying to it or talking to it, or even, even if I didn't understand it, I believe now that there was something always guiding me. And a big thing for me is 
when I was 18 years old, my senior year of high school, I, I like to be honest and talk about it today, but for the longest time, and I was so ashamed of this, but when I was 18 years old, me and three of my best friends in high school, we were drinking and it started raining and we were five minutes down the road from my buddy's house, from my, one of my best friends that I was with his house. And I was like, fuck it guys, I'll drive us back. It was my car. I decided that I was going to drive us back. It was only five minutes. What's the worst that can happen? It was, it started raining and, you know, I have a very foggy memory of this because I was heavily, heavily intoxicated and we flipped the car. I flipped the car upside down. It slid a hundred yards, crashed into a tree. We went into hydroplane, went into a ditch, flipped upside down. All of us, all four of us, the worst injuries we had were minor concussions and one of my best friends had to get stitches in his ear and the EMTs I'll, I'll never forget this man the EMTs literally said that this was the worst accident they had ever seen that no one was severely injured in and to this day man it's so mind-blowing to me so mind-blowing to me that something that severe had happened and and they were saying stuff like Oh, if the roof of the car had crushed down like three inches more, you guys all would have broken your necks or like, you know, stuff like that. Whereas it was a absolute freak accident. Um, but all of us were alive and in good health. And were we very shaken up about it? Yes. Did it? It 100%, I believe it contributed to me struggling with shame and guilt and regret and feelings that I pushed inside of myself through substance abuse. It definitely contributed to that for me. Um, it brought a ton of shame to me and something that really messed me up about it, man, was, you know, it kind of brought a sideways look to my mom because my mom's a high school teacher at the high school that me and those three best friends went to school at. And it's, crazy because because my mom at the time literally right around the time that this accident happened prom was coming up and my mom as a teacher at the high school she had volunteered to take charge of the literally dude the drunk driving awareness for that prom she put on she totally organized and put on a mock accident at the high school right around the same time. I, I can't remember if my accident, ha I think my accident happened after, like right after. And it was, it, it really messed me up because my mom was getting uh, like Facebook messages and emails and, and none of them were too crazy, right? Like none of them were super demeaning or anything like that. But just the fact that because of something I did, my mom was getting messages on Facebook and emails from parents in the community saying, wow, isn't it ironic that the teacher that was in the news, in the local news for putting on this drunk driving awareness event for the high school, her son is then a couple of days later in the news for a drinking and driving accident. And bro, if I'm being honest, it, it messed me up really bad, bro. I felt so ashamed. I was so ashamed and I felt like a terrible son. I felt like a terrible person. Um, but today I look back on that whole experience, everything about it, everything involved. And 
one way or another, I don't know how, but me and my friends, we all made it through that alive, healthy, well, and to be able to reflect on stuff like that. And, you know, no matter what, like, to me, any amount of, you know, forensic or scientific or analytic reasoning as to why none of us were severely injured in that accident, it doesn't explain it to me. Because people are in accidents way less serious than that and end up severely injured and die. And that accident was absurd. Flipped a car all the way upside down. All the windows, including the rear and the front window, smashed, shattered, exploded. Like, I still think I have a little bit tinnitus in my ear today from how loud that was. Um, Dude, I couldn't drive for like, months after it i would like my hands would shake when i would drive because i would have flashbacks it was literally like a traumatizing event for me and i made it through that um and today man i can see that there was a guiding force that allowed me to guide me through that so that i can be here today focusing on improving myself to then in turn maybe try and hopefully fingers crossed improve a couple lives of people that i care about and people that are around me and maybe even people that I don't know to maybe bring some good. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's definitely something I think about is it's contributed to my development and my understanding is that, I mean, I believe in miracles. Like I believe that certain events happen that you can't really explain and they just happen. Um, And then I also believe in tragedies, man. Certain events happen that you can't explain that are awful and tragic and super sad and disheartening. And kind of going back to the point you said, I really like what you said about it's not my business to wonder why. You know, my business is to wonder how. How can I learn from this? How can I move forward? How can I use this to improve? And how can I look at these sort of situations, both good and bad? And take the good and the bad from a situation to use that as guidance. Um, But yeah, man, I think it's a truly amazing thing to have been able to develop some sort of understanding of a higher power. Um, But yeah, man. I feel like there's, that was, by the way, very, very powerful story. I mean, and I'd never even heard that before. So that was pretty, that was pretty intense um i think the two things i uh i would want to just make a comment on is and i think it ties back into higher power stuff too like all of those comments and that shame and guilt as it related to your your mother um putting on the 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 sobriety um you know safe driving courses and mock crashes um, and them saying how ironic it is that, you know, her son was involved in this, in this crash, um, how wonderful it must be for your mom to see the life that you're living now. And I, it's, it's almost like, I really, I I almost wish that, um, that the people that made those comments, would know the life that you're living now too, um, where it's just like a, you know, 
a a level of of recovery and of you know safe driving that uh would have been unimaginable for them based at that moment so i think that that's one thing and then the other thing is i mean i talked about how it strengthened my relationship when i was enduring trauma in my recovery how amazing is it that it allowed you to process trauma that you experienced in the past that is some really heavy stuff right so now you've got a situation where you know this this higher power business it's it's not only um you don't even you don't just have an example from me saying it allowed me to get through through trauma that I was experiencing in recovery. It, it, it let you process trauma that happened to you years ago um, and build something good out of it. Build something, you know, recognizably good out of it that all of you, you know, were not hurt, that all of you... Um, you know, we're able to get through that and uh, that it led you to, you know, where you are now and uh, bettering yourself. I just thought that that was a really, really interesting thing to see play out in this conversation, right? To completely, I mean, that's really cool. Just, I mean, it's for me, it was really cool. Right. It was just like, cause here I am saying, you know, uh, I wasn't even thinking about, and there's obviously moments that I have in my past, but none of which are that, um, intense. Right. I mean, all, everything about that, just the intensity of it, um, and the trauma of it and the, and those, you know, those negative emotions that you, that you experienced as a result but being able to process all that stuff due to it too, man, that's just, that's, it's amazing. Just like you said, man, it's incredible. It, it, it is, dude. It really is. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree, man. It's, it's so interesting how, you know, this conversation brought both sides of it, you know, being able to deal with, you know, current um current situations current traumas you know traumas that may arise in the future and at the same time being able to process and grow and learn from the past um and situations of the past it's man it's i don't know it's like every time i sit down and have a conversation and really try to think about it and get in depth about it it's like my eyes are just open to yet another thing that developing an understanding of a higher power can bring as a benefit. Um, so it's, I think it's huge, man. And, and yeah, I think that's a great way to tie it all together. Matt, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it, man. This has been an amazing, uh, amazing discourse and ama- an amazing conversation. <laughs> I always, dude, I always feel like I could talk to you for hours on end and still it would feel like five, 10 minutes. I'm ready um, to run another 40 minutes, man. Let's go. I, 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 no, <laughs> seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, honored that I was asked to, uh, to, to participate in the, in the podcast. And uh, of course, man, honestly, my pleasure.
Thanks, Matt. Well, thanks again. And I definitely want to say thanks to everyone who tuned in and listened. If you could please like this, if you feel like you got any value from it, share with friends, family, or anyone else who you think might benefit or just enjoy hearing a little bit about the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Hope everyone has a blessed day, blessed week, and we'll see you next Sunday.